This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Green Pulse, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we analyze the beats of the changing environment, from biodiversity conservation to climate change. This is Audrey Tan, and today we're going to talk about how to keep clean to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. I have four guests with me today who are here to talk about this topic from different angles, and they are Mr. Masago Zukefi, Minister for the Environment and Water Resources and Head of the SG Clean Task Force, Professor Wang Linfa, Director of the Emerging Infectious Diseases Program at Duke NUS Medical School, Mr. Tai Ji Chong, Director of the National Environment Agency's Department of Public Cleanliness, and Mr. Edward De Silva, Chairman of the Public Hygiene Council. So on to other recent headlines, yeah. um, Malaysia's news announcements about them restricting cross-border movement has been uh, an issue of interest here in Singapore. So uh, Mr Tan, maybe you can just take us through whether this would um, you know, affect the numbers of cleaners in Singapore who come from Malaysia? Okay, I think when the restriction was first announced, I think the first thing we did was to get in touch with our MOM counterparts to facilitate any assistance they can give to our service <coughs> providers that are providing the essential services to our nation to ensure that they continue to do so. Then as for the service providers, the companies themselves, uh, okay, for the public cleaning companies, okay, they immediately actually activate their business continuity plans, which are BCP. Okay, just to elaborate a bit more, when any companies that are providing cleaning services with us require, as part of the contract conditions, is that they must have a BCP to handle situations like this. So actually, we are actually planned for situations like this already. So immediately, the service provider will consolidate the manpower, we look at all the critical areas, okay, and we deploy the resources okay, to make sure that they still maintain an effective cleaning mission, cleaning plans, okay, and NEA will work with them to further optimize their resource uh, reallocation. And we also are trying to push for more areas to be cleaned by their mechanical road sweepers. Now, on top of that, we are also need to prioritize certain critical areas. For example, drains. We cannot relax on that. For purpose of mosquito breeding, okay, mentioned earlier, for emptying of bins, we have to continue on because for hygiene reasons. And also for areas that has very high pedestrian footfall, okay, we have to maintain the cleanliness. But for all other areas, we may have to reduce our cleaning frequencies and we ask for residents understanding that maybe for certain areas that's clean daily we may have to actually clean maybe alternate days so the leaves are, are there they'll be there for a while okay but maybe within two days it should be cleaned up okay then as for our waste collection services we may have to extend the waste collection timing currently it actually stopped at 7 p.m so from this situation we may have to extend to 10 p.m into the night so we ask also for residents understanding that the refuse may be returned for a longer time as our workers will try their best to remove it as quickly as possible our incineration plants remains unaffected i'm happy to say that but as for other waste management services like maybe the recycling waste recycling companies we are still monitoring them carefully if everybody acted responsibly we can still keep Singapore clean, even with the reduced manpower required to clean Singapore. Mr. Edward De Silva. Most of our cleaners, I think, if you correct me, I'm wrong, are 60 years and above in age. <laughs> and we need to really look carefully how we can plan so that the, the uh, sources of cleaners coming on board will, will I mean, if, if they are reduced, then where do we go? How do we handle it? And I think uh, Minister and the Chai suggested to us that we look at mechanization, we look at high, losing technology. So I think this is one area we can help in the years to come to help the cleaning operators. I, the new batch of seniors are more literate, more financially well off. 
and it's unlikely that they will want to go into the cleaning industry in that sense. That's the hard truth in a sense. So, I mean, Edward, uh, Singapore is, has been known as a cleaned city in reference to our army of cleaners. Mm. So, as Singapore battles COVID-19 now, do you think cleaners and cleaning crews should be afforded the same kind of appreciation as people are extending to our healthcare workers? Okay, currently, under the present circumstances, I think they should be given a degree of recognition at because they are also stepping up their efforts, you know, in this in this in this more robust regime, and I think because many of them are old, I mean, senior sixties and above, and for them to step for, step up and conduct all this is a, quite a big effort, and I think we should recognize them actually in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I would say that uh, in on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, there have been there are many many uh, initiatives that uh, grassroots leaders residents uh, have been showing their appreciation for our cleaners mm -hmm. because they do recognize uh, that their presence are now more felt and the cleanliness actually is being upkept. And many times when I ask the, the cleaners, you know, you are working really hard, uh, are you okay? You say, we are doing our part, this is our duty. I'm very touched. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we should continue this this uh, show of appreciation. Mm. Don't just do it once, mm. you know. I mean, bring bring hampers to them. Mm -hmm. uh, in in my in my constituency, for example, uh, some of the coffee shops are giving them a treat of, of biryani. Mm. These are the small things. They are not looking for yeah. really big, mm. big, big uh, rewards and so on because they know this is their job and it's their duty. But when we show them our appreciation, it makes you know the the their mission and their purpose recognized. And I think. There's nothing small in this mm. uh, work that we are doing. Cleaning, front line, escorting, mm. uh, quarantine order, enforcement. We have to do all these things. And uh, small or big, let's, let us mm. show them our appreciation. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Green Pulse on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or even on Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our discussion on how to keep clean, to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. So, I mean, I mean, this conversation has just really highlighted the importance mm -hmm. of keeping Singapore clean even beyond this outbreak. Mm -hmm. But I would just like to pose this question to the panel. What do you think are Singaporeans' best and worst hygiene habits? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Minister, you can start with <laughs> Well, you call it habit because we take things for granted. Uh, for example, uh, until recently, even Myself, you know, I, 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 when I, when I, after I eat in a hawker center, I have my tissue paper, I'll, I'll put it inside, and, and I think that's not littering, and that's, mm. that's, that's just uh, keeping it away from the floor mm. and so forth. But uh, I be I'm beginning to rec recognize that these are also what I call now uh, little biohazards mm. that you leave on the table sometime or even in, in your, in your, uh, uh, in your bowl. Uh, so therefore, we, we need to change so that not only are we not littering, why, why not adopt good uh, personal hygiene standards, good eating habits, eat on a tray. So that if the food falls out of, the tray, of, the, of your bowl, it falls on the tray. Mm. And then we can, when we return the tray, and that's the other thing we should be doing too, uh, the, the, table, the table is clean for the next person. Not only clean for the next person, you also want a clean table next time you come. At the same time, the cleaners uh, do not have to do cleaning up after you, keeping it hygienic, sanitizing and everything. So, we reduce the workload of the cleaners. What about the best habit or what is the <laughs> best um, 
anecdote that you can you can think of? You know, generally speaking, uh, our uh, our citizens and people uh, and and people who live in Singapore, uh, they generally uh, do not litter. And I, I've seen people actually pocket their litter. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people walk some distance before they throw things into, into the bins. There's just a few people who are very recalcitrant, who just, you know, uh, drop, uh, they think it's a small thing, like a little bit of plastic bag, or after they eat uh, on, uh, uh, in, in under the void deck, leave bottles behind, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, these are the people, unfortunately, we have to uh, enforce against. Mm. But um, generally speaking, we have a certain good standard in Singapore, but we really need to think about how to make that standard even higher, mm. and then maintain that mm. standard. Let's 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 be honest. I mean, we are a first world country, but let's be honest. Whether we are already a first world people, mm. where hygiene and cleanliness is 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 concerned. It must be coming from here mm. and not coming from somewhere enforcing against us. And I think that the jury is still out, <laughs> uh, whether we are doing it because we are, we are, we are enforcing it mm. or because we really love to do it. I would love to, to assume that it is because we love our environment and we want to keep things clean. So, I mean, another issue that has come up today is uh, the issue of littering. So, maybe Mr. Tai, you can chime in on the number of public bins we have island-wide. Well, um, just the public bins uh, that is uh, owned by NEA, we already have 11,000 over kind of bins, not counting even the, the, the town council bins, the shopping malls, they have their bins, the MRTs have their own bins. So actually, Singapore has is no shortage of bins. <laughs> and, and, and the bins are actually really very easy reach. So actually, that, there are really no reasons why a person can say that, I cannot find a bin, so I just drop it. So it's just a short distance. You will find a bin somewhere. Mm -hmm. In countries like Japan, I mean, there's no public bin in sight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, just um, I mean, so I would just like to end off by asking the panelists. You know, any last words on this issue of keeping clean to keep well during the current outbreak, Minister? I started by saying, public hygiene, personal hygiene is our first defense, and it's not just our defense against uh, COVID nineteen today, mm. but against other breakouts that we cannot foresee in future. Uh, in the last 20 years, there are already four uh, breakouts that we were worried about, SARS, mm -hmm. MERS, mm -hmm. uh, H1N1, mm -hmm. and then now COVID-19. It just got worse and worse. It's either contagious or dangerous, and this time around, it's both contagious and dangerous. And therefore, we, we do need to think deeply uh, for ourselves and also for society, what we want and how we're going to ensure that our what we do will build these defences for the future. And nothing beats a better personal hygiene and understanding why we have to do it and then to ensure that public hygiene is also uh, ensured at the same time. Okay, so I guess like this focus on personal hygiene is a good note to end off on and mm. I hope the viewers listening today would remember that take-home point. Well, thank you all for joining us. And that's a wrap for Green Pulse and we hope you enjoyed our discussion. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.